maybe he's still mixing up with spoons. Who knows, man? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody's music. That's familiar music, brother. They've exploded here in the garden. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coming Down Isle podcast. This is episode number four, brought to you, uh, brought to you by your hosts, uh, Danny and Bradley. Welcome, Bradley. Hello there. How are you doing, Danny? Not too bad. Not too bad. Looking forward to this week. Yeah, me and I think uh, we've got a good show lined up today. Um, finally finding our feet. Um, so we've got a lot, of, a lot to a lot of content to cover today. Some fun stuff. Some exciting things to go along. Um, do you want me just to run through what we're going to cover today? Aye, go for it. So we're going to first and foremost we're going to actually do a good session on AEW Full Gear, which was just this past Saturday. Yes. So we're going to run through what we thought of that and our highlights from the show. We're also going to touch upon some shout-outs from Raw and SmackDown over the past weekend as well. We've got a figures unveiling. Um, unboxing. Which, unboxing, yes. They're, uh, they're, we know what they are, but we've not opened them yet. You're so gonna, they're still taped up. Are you going to open the, the figures themselves? No. No. Yeah, no. I will. No, we <laughs> leave them. <laughs> um, so we'll get to the names and who's actually we've got at the time closer. We're also going to cover some news from Ringside Fest as well that was live last week as well where there were lots of... God almighty, yes, definitely. Yes. So I'm very excited to actually deep dive some of that. Our superstar of the week for the fourth week running, we will have a highlight on a particular superstar that we've, put, uh, we've, we've picked again at random. We've got a tournament update on the Fantasy IC tournament. We've got a new Fantasy... Um, scenario type uh, idea idea yeah if you'd like to call it uh, that we're going to kind of share with you today um, and we're also going to do our general current news and what to expect on next week's show as well perfect so we'll we'll start off as we normally do and take all our clothes off <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking we don't do that <laughs> on here <laughs> thoughts gone already. Three it. minutes in. <laughs> right, so, so moving to full gear. Yeah. I hope you talk about the pay per view. Yes, full gear off. Full Monty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wheels are gone. Fucking hell. Right, so AW full gear, Danny. As I said, like a couple of weeks ago, you were just talking, actually getting introduced to AW in its entirety. Aye, I feel like it's um it's grown on me massively. Like see, yeah. the, the more and more I watch it, like I didn't give it a lot of time before, and you were speaking to me a lot about it, and a lot of it wasn't making a lot of sense, and I was, I was being me. I was just like kind of writing it off because like, I think that like the episode one maybe or two, you two. Had I was listening back a couple of days ago anyway to a couple of them, and I was I was calling Orange Cassidy a knob and that and. Like for no reason because I thought it just looked stupid because I was like taking him at face value at first impression but a lot of things not just him are growing on me I'm enjoying it a lot okay. so AW Full Gear first and foremost for me what a pay per view I really enjoyed it um, you're looking like you're going to laugh <laughs> no I'm not that's just Danny having a drink of orange like his head by the way um, so Full Gear's match opener was a 16-minute match between Hangman Adam Page and Kenny the Cleaner Omega. 16-minute match, tight tournament final, winner faces John Moxley at the next pay-per-view, which I assume will be either January or February. 
what's your overall take on that match? For an opening match, it was great. Like I think was it was it Hell in a Cell that had a great opening match as well, or was it the Hell in a Cell had Roman and Jay recently? WWE Hell in a Cell that had Roman and Jay, which was a good opener. Aye, although that's got nothing to do with AEW, I was just thinking about opening matches generally, but that was brilliant. Like as I say, I've not watched a hell of a lot of it, but both Adam Page and Kenny Omega are brilliant. Like I'm enjoying more and more every week, and that for an opening match was just full of action. And you can tell that they both know each other very well. I like their ring work together is like amazing. It's like they play off each other really, really well. It's long term storytelling as well, which I like. They were tag team champions last year and at the start of this year, um, and it's now kind of came full circle where Kenny's finally got the better of Adam um, and now Kenny Omega will now go on to face John Moxley which we'll get into John Moxley's match a little later on some exceptional ma- moments in this match the stuff you'd normally expect loads of V-triggers for Kenny loads of pointing buckshot lariats um, just overall really really good the match comes at the end where Hangman's kind of fighting off the one-winged angel Aye. and then Kenny manages yeah. to actually get him in which is good because sometimes what I hate is when you see someone go up for like like John Cena for an AFU or an AA they just kind of sit there and wait until he does it whereas there's no struggle whereas Hangman made it look and it was weird when I was watching it I was like is this meant to happen are they yeah. out of sync but it wasn't it was meant to happen it's just making it look that a little bit more authentic the fact that Hangman's literally trying to fight out of everything that he was trying to put him in Aye, if, you, if you oversell stuff it can make it look really really bad like you can make it, you can, you can get enthralled in a match and like really engrossed in what's going on. And then if you notice little things like that and it's over, like overselling, it's just like it's kind of ruined the match sometimes. But that obviously was one, wasn't one of those moments, so that's good. No, really, really good opener. Didn't go too long, went enough time to have a compact, tight match, 15 minutes with a 30 minute time limit. I think it was action packed all the way through. I don't think it was, I think it was. Um, like exciting start to finish it was a really really good match and it kind of got you gripped for the rest of the the show the show and I think obviously that's kind of the point as well but like for me it worked so I agree the opening match is to get bums off seats pretty much but you made an interesting point actually that I didn't realise about time limits in AEW you shared it with me yesterday or the day before Um, in terms of the ref was it the referee or was it someone I can't mean there was something that was spoken about where AW have time limits, but one of the referees, it actually might be mistaken for you, it might have been something that I've read, but I like that AW do time limits because what they were realising is six months in, no one had actually went over the time limit. Yeah. And they were like, well, we're going to have to make a couple of people run over Not otherwise so, yeah. and draw, otherwise it's kind of pointless having a time limit. I noticed that they always announce the time limits, and I thought that's quite a nostalgic thing. During the match, it yeah. is. It's because Tony Khan and Cody and all those guys want it to feel like a sport the way it used to, and it does. It's just very real, and overall, moving on for that match, I think it was a good opener. Really, really, I gave what I needed to. I think if they went too long, it probably would have disappointed, or it would have started to disappoint. I still think it would have been a good match, but the hype going up to this, get these two guys fighting, Aye. or wrestling was... I think, like, we'll make a win in that. I think it's he. He'll go on and take the belt. Take the belt, aye. I think Absolutely. that's the way it's going to go for him. Uh, the next match we had was Orange Cassidy versus John Silver, a match I wasn't overly excited about. Nah, like I say, I guess at the start there, Orange Cassidy has grown on me quite a lot, and um, he, like that sort of character, or like his. Don't know, like his body language and stuff, he comes across lazy and that is 
it's not as shit as I thought at first <laughs> that it was. It, it, like he plays the character well, and he, he's he's an incredible athlete, and a lot of his moves are like really really exciting. A lot of stuff that you don't normally see in that. And see when he puts his his hands in his pockets, aye. and then does I, I don't know what it's called. Sweet shin music. It's, aye, sweet shin music. Aye, that's right. That's uh, it. Kicks you. He puts you two foot. Two, I just two, just kind of does these wee low chop blocks uh, and then bounce, steps back a few really slowly. Um, John Silver, by the way, man, what a beast for a small man. The man's like five foot nothing. Built like a brick shit house is what we'd say in Scotland. Christmas Coca Cola truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Silver for the Dark Order really, really got a lot of offence in this match. He does one part where Cassidy's on the top rope and he does like a gorilla press slam with one hand. Uh-huh, throws him like halfway across the ring. Aye, with one hand, like that's superb. Did you catch the moment where Cassidy went and put his hands in his pockets? And they ripped him out? Yeah. He ripped his pockets out, aye. <laughs> Absolutely amazing, like that's brilliant because he just had enough of him taking the mickey out of him, aye, basically. That, and taking the mickey, again, Scotland means taking the piss out of someone. So there's a part where Cassidy goes to put it, his hands in his pockets and Silver's like, nah. And literally rips the jean pockets off them. And Aye, they chucks them away, yeah. They don't look gimmicked to me. They don't look like they're already pre-stitched. I just think that he's that much of a strong man that he can Aye. probably rip everybody's clays off. That's <laughs> at the start of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was a really good match. And to be honest, I wasn't overly fussed about it when it was announced. But hard match to follow the first match. But it was a different kind of match. Yeah, are you... Aye, the first, you're right. The first match was of great quality. And that's sometimes... Like uh, a stumble block, you can hit if you have a great match like that, and then the expectations there, and the second match isn't quite living up to that. Uh, same like at the same hype sort of thing. So, but this ebbed and flowed. You know what I mean? It kind of went through a, a match you were expecting it to be five star quality wrestling mm-hmm. to a match that was more like about the characters, about getting someone over. Kind of different storytelling. Yeah, and it that served its purpose. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't falter at all. Indeed. Who, uh, who who was next? We had Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida for the women's... That Nyla Rose is an absolute machine. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get this as we go along. Me and Danny are really, really renowned for making faces at each other. Maybe one day when we start recording this podcast, you'll actually see the amount of ridiculous shit we do to each other. Um, yeah, Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida. For me, it went far too long. Um... I can't remember how long was it. Was sixteen minutes? Maybe seventeen minutes, and I think at the but the nine minute point they could have had the perfect finish, or it was leading up to a finish where it could have been some weaponry. Vicky Guerrero was probably the solid in that and oh, made it. Aye. Like Vicky Guerrero probably for me makes this like makes this match more than what it could have been, or more than what it would have been. It with her. Sorry, yeah. should I say? Because Vicky Guerrero's outside interference and just generally being a hated heel. I'd probably say, in my opinion, probably the worst match of the night. And not that it was a bad, bad match. I just think when you look at the rest of the card, how consistently strong. Uh, but I, I, think that's a, I think that's a thing as well with AEW right now. Their women's card's not the best. Or their, their division's not doing as well as it should. Uh, it's maybe not as strong. Maybe the match has only been booked as well. I don't know. It could be something. But I, um, it wasn't a great match overall. I think, like you say, I do agree with you. The best part was the part that Vicky played in it. So, the next match... Probably my favourite for the night, or second favourite actually, was Cody versus Darby Allen. I say this every week, I love Cody. I think, I've obviously known a lot about him anyway, but I think he even grows on me 
every week. Derby Allen. Grew on you that much that you went and bought an AEW figure this week. We will not mention that, by the way. So if you want to know, if you've listened to episode Shut one. Shut up. And episode two, you'll know Shut that. Up. <laughs> you'll know fine well that Danny gave me a humming <laughs> when I spoke about me having AEW Unrivaled Series 1. He basically critiqued every figure doing it its last marshal, saying how poor and we disgusting and bad they are. I agree with you on one point that the Cody could be better, but I didn't drive 30 miles to buy one. No, but... <laughs> Kenny Omega's got two different colours of arms. <laughs> Honestly, it looks like he was put together in a charity shop. <laughs> Still bought <him. laughs> Regardless, moving on, but Danny now actually owns AEW figures, so he can't critique anymore. Darby versus Cody. I don't know what's happened to me, but I just became obsessed with Cody Rhodes. I think he's, like, he's my favourite the new. I noticed you say Cody Rhodes there. Yes. Yes, and he did get his name back. Not just Cody. It's finally his first match where he's wrestled as Cody Rhodes outside of the WWE. And probably the first time in a while because his last run in WWE was Stardust. Mm. Right, oh God, I. Humming. Not talking about that anymore. But what did you think of Darby and Cody? Uh, aye. Again, great match. It wasn't my favourite match of the night, actually. Um, but... I'm really, really impressed with Darby Allen. Again, it's, it's difficult because you've probably seen, or you have seen a lot more of them, so you maybe know more about their characters and things like that, mm-hmm. and how they actually are in the ring and stuff. But that Darby Allen, brilliant. He's not going to be a bit long like, if he keeps taking the bumps he takes. Nah, well, that's the thing. Like that, That's why it's so exciting for me, AEW, because you, it kind of reminds me not quite of Attitude Era. Don't put me in Put that. words in your mouth. Nah, right? Don't put that there, but it's... It's exciting, like there's a lot of people taking a lot of bumps and unpredictability. Aye, like it's great. It's like that's what's really roping me in with it. Like it's like high fire a lot of the guys are small, I think I've said that before, they're like little but they can fly about and it's class to watch. And Darby Allen although Cody's a big guy, like but Darby Cody's Allen's... a Cody's a big man, Cody's Cody's put fourteen kilos recently. Um Cody's entrance as well, man. Like he just gets the pyro, he gets the the whole nightmare family out. Uh, he had Billy Gunn and Austin Gunn out with him as their new part. I laugh at Arn Anderson coming out with the play card. Arn Anderson being his coach comes out with this bit of plastic paper. Well, it was paper like that's been laminated with uh, like. I, I swear to God, I think it's a catering menu. <laughs> I'm wanting an pie. Aye, honestly, I don't believe that there's any sort of stati- like statistics or match strategy in there. Um, the, the good bit I liked about this match was Cody came in here so arrogant and he's a babyface still the whole point of this match was Darby really got little to no offence in a couple of combos and a couple of flurries but Cody was being arrogant mm-hmm. there were one point where he started doing push ups in the ring and Arn was gone ballistic aye, at the yeah, side of the ring um, so Arn was saying just get the match done like, oh, I finish or something like I just finish him and Cody was being a little bit arrogant a little bit cocky I see a heel turn in Cody's future soon or maybe further down the line, but uh, some really, really nice moves. Cody done an avalanche crossroads off the top rope. Yes. And Darby ended up rolling to the other side of the ring. And as a ref went to do the pin, Darby's hand was just conveniently under the rope. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one. Did you catch what Cody done to him from at the ramp? But he's working on his arm. He's got him in like, uh, it's like a shoulder breaker. And he just tosses a Darby off the top rope. And Darby comes crashing down on his arm on the ramp. Um, it just looked horrible. The match finish comes when there's just like a bit of a flurry at the end. Um, oh, aye, I'm not sure about the finish. Like, yeah, the finish is a little bit... It doesn't sit well with luster. me. But the finish, though, it was kind of like a back and forth 
roll up. Aye, which but Darby goes for the roll up. Cody reverses the roll up. Then Darby goes for the roll up and gets it. Aye, it's it's a rubbish way to lose if you're Cody, but it's a good way for an underdog to kind of get the win over a bigger person uh, because he sneaked the win pretty much without aye. being dastardly. The match ended. Cody seemed angry and then he bowed down and actually went down to one knee and presented the title to Darby, which I thought was really cool. Aye, respectful. Yeah, and that's just Cody, I suppose, and that's for aye. me. It was a good match, solid. That, that was actually maybe the reason I didn't... That wasn't my favourite match, was just the way it ended. The finish. Uh, I just don't... I, didn't, I just like more action than that. I don't think mm-hmm. it was a great way to do it. But, whatever. It's, it's done and it was still a great match. Anyway. The ending was pretty... Well, not the ending, that, the, the, the aftermath when Team Taz came out. Aye. What was that about? I, I like Taz. He can cut a good promo on it. Brian Cage is alright. Ricky Stark was, was too busy trying to put his dad's slippers on his feet when he, <laughs> the, the, the timing was horrendously off like by the time Ricky Stark had came in and attacked both of them from behind Cage had already leathered everybody in the ring and it was a bit of a pointless attack that kind of lasted maybe a wee bit too long I and think it, that well. was ended by I think they were going to go and put Darby Allen on his car that he entered in and they were going to snap his arm on the and door then, right, and, um, oh god what's his name Will Hobbs attacked him with a chair to save the day and pulled him off the bonnet is that aye. right aye. so that'll kind of be where we're going at for there but Darby Allen I think he's a really unique character and very rarely you see someone like him being put in the spotlight aye. so I think you've said before as well that Cody's doing a good job uh, putting people over that's his job though he aye. sees that as, as well eh? and that to me still Cody's still the one that needs to get put over as well he <laughs> still needs to be the champ one day and I think when that day comes he'll have a hell of a run aye. what's the thing that he can't challenge or won't challenge or what's that? He lost a match last year. God, who did he lose it against? My was dad. it? Was it Jericho? It was Jericho, um, I believe. And Jericho was the champ at the time, and he said, "If I don't win, I won't challenge for." It. Similar to what the Young Bucks done. Yeah. But he, he lost, so there'll, there'll be a loophole in there somewhere. But there'll be I, a reason. There'll be a, such a personal vendetta one day where it feels like he has to. The potential loophole could be that Cody was Cody. Now he's Cody Rhodes. Aye. Well, you never know, eh? It'd be, it'd be pretty no great if they'd done it that way, but um, I don't know. You never know. Next match, Danny. The one that I was really excited for. We spoke about it on last week's episode. Can they live up to the expectation? The Young Bucks versus FTR. Uh, brilliant. Brilliant match. I really enjoyed it. How long was it? 20 minutes? 28. 28 minutes. Quite a long match. I think... Um, started quite slowly yeah like a good slow I think it was meant when you're gone that long it was a build up and then as it moved on it was like more eye catch more high flying things like that certainly from the Young Bucks anyway who remind me by the way of can you guess who the Hardys in their debut your debut time no but that's oh no the Rockers the Rockers the Rockers without fit I think that's kind of where they go for well done Hardys are a great show obviously but no when they wore the tight spandex and headbands no I think that's the the look the young bucks go for you've not seen much of them either really nah I'm really impressed like Um, FTR falling on as a revival in WWE this has been a building feud for years now to say these two would have the greatest wrestling tag team match my only disappointment for this match is there weren't enough a full stadium of fans yeah but it started slow some exceptional spots as you would expect some brilliant chain tag team wrestling I love um, Wheeler and Harwood like there's a spot in the match I can't remember what happens but it's you know when somebody's getting beaten on for so long I think it's Matt Jackson's getting beaten on for so long and Wheeler 
Oh no, that was it actually. Harwood had knackered his hand. He had split his hand on the ring post mm-hmm. and he was getting his hand taped up. But then he punched it on the Aye. outside. So he was actually out of action. So Wheeler had to kind of contribute himself. So Harwood came back into the ring and Wheeler dragged Matt Jackson over at the corner and knocked him, took himself out the ring to tag himself in. But he still grabbed the, the turnbuckle rope. Yeah. Like that's just because they're old school. That's just the way they do shit. Mm. Um, what do you think of the Young Bucks in, gener- in general? Because I've got a lot of stick feeling really, really old school, like Jim Cornette will give them it horrible. Well, f- I, funnily enough, I was going to mention Jim Cornette because he, uh, I was listening to a spot he'd done on his, on his podcast about the match and he, he was giving it stinking. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe just because he's old school and he's been in the business. Like, he, he's got he's a different viewpoint from what we would. So from a fan watching it, I loved the whole match. I didn't mm-hmm. pick up the little things that he would. Aye, like he was picking up that Tully Blanchard was banned, banned, but he was there and then wasn't there. He had to go away again after the entrance, and he was expecting if you see someone you for them to come back again, a, an involvement. But but that sort of thing I wouldn't pick up on. In terms of like I like Jim Cornette and I like I listen to his podcast too as well. Aye. But I think sometimes he's so set in his old territory ways that. He's not moved on with the times to a degree. And I agree with sometimes where he'll come out or or anyone will come out and criticise some of the wrestling. Some I'll be honest and say sometimes that there is shit wrestlers that get over for no fucking reason. Aye. The young bunks are not that. Nah, I think uh, they deserve all the credit they get from and what the sti- I've seen. And the stipulation going to this match was if they don't win, they don't fight for the tag team titles ever again. FDR um, the finish came, so they were working on Matt Jackson's leg, he'd broken ankle. They took his shoe off, they're working on his bare foot. Which is a legitimate injury, by the yes, way. Yes, it is a legitimate is injury. It, is it not his knee, actually? It's his ankle. He did do his knee recently. He's had two injuries. He's injured himself uh, twice in the last year. It's legitimate. FTR are known for a saying called No Flips, Just Fists. Because that's the way wrestling. Do you notice how the finish came about? What Wheeler tried. I'm going to say a 450. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Ah, I thought so, because I'm sure there was the back flips and... Aye. Fi- who but they didn't do it. a 450? Matt. Aye. Hey, Nick, Nick. Nick, Nick done it. Nick uh, done like a... Nick done a tope suicido outside, and he came up with turnbuckle, and then done like a 450 while um, Harwood had Matt in a figure four. Right. But, aye, so the, the finish in this match, and the storytelling behind this is... The whole time the revival or FTR have ever been a team was they always say no flips, just fist. Aye. And this match for it to finish, it was just re- I noticed it and I was like, that's amazing. Wheeler's like, I can't beat them. I'm going to go for a springboard 450, which I would never expect either of them to be able to do. Yeah. He misses and Matt hits him with a super kick with his broken bare ankle. And that's the finish and it was brilliant. So I thought that was absolutely amazing and it lived up to the expectations that I had. So you've got your new AEW Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, which is deservedly so. Aye, brilliant. (laughs) Next match. fuck's sake. The Elite Deletion match. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. God, he's done that much gone with it. Sami Guevara versus Matt Hardwick, Danny. You can lead us through this one. Um, Honestly, I didn't know what in the fucking hell I was watching. Like, this is Matt Hardy that causes this. Right, mate. Right, he's psychotic. If anybody knows Matt Hardy personally, by the way, get him tell. And tell him to come on the podcast. <laughs> um, no, it was class. It like, was. It, it, I mean, it, 
it wasn't let me start again with that it wasn't a class because I didn't care what the fuck was going on but like as it progressed it got more and more ridiculous which I found funny I don't know what was going on with like everybody else joining in our private party and Santana and Ortiz so Guevara's part of the inner circle with Jericho oh, Santana right. and Ortiz are part of the inner circle so they're obviously there with Guevara, uh, Guevara. private party Matt's been kind of mentoring them because he says they're like the, the new Hardys which no no absolutely <laughs> not right uh, so I, I, for those of you who don't know about Matt Hardy's new reincarnated character that he's had going for about three years he's called Broken Matt Hardy it started in Ring of Honor and TNA he started these cinematic matches at the Hardy compound which is basically just his land his plot of land at his house in, in the woods and it's just growing arms and bastard and legs and WWE tried to do one with Bray Wyatt and that was a shit show <laughs> Um, and WWE probably adopted that from him in terms of doing these cinematic matches but this one actually to me was probably one of the best ones I've seen I think it certainly had a better climax than how it started for me like it was uh, for somebody just new to to watching there's monster trucks there's golf carts there's the chair of wheels in his garage the moor of lawn that was called the the dome of deletion Um. There's um, the end of the folk getting chucked in the bastard river. The 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 lake of reincarnation he calls that. <laughs> fireworks, Roman candles. There's a point. Oh, mate, holy fuck! <laughs> I cannot believe they were getting fireworks shot at each other. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the bit when when Z- Guevara went flying? Yeah. He's on the ground and Matt just starts shooting him, peppering on with fireworks. I can't even believe what I was watching, man. Then oh. out of. Fucking nowhere. <laughs> the bastard hurricane. And then. Gangrel! <laughs> I was fucking all over the place with that. When I heard the voice, I knew who it was. Because he couldn't even get his face mask off. Oh, all I heard was. Gangrel! And I was like, what? He said, does he not say, like, I knew you'd come in that strange accent? Oh. Honestly, see when I seen it, Danny, I, I, I honestly immediately thought of you. <laughs> oh, Gangrel, because I fucking say it all the time. <laughs> Danny's got a fascination with Gangrel, um, but not for the right reasons. Um, so basically, the, the, Matt Hardy has this thing called the Lake of Reincarnation, where he'll throw people into it and they'll come back a different alias of their character for years ago. Hurricane gets flung, flung in and comes back as the interview Hurricane from God knows when, WWE days. That was just strange, but I actually I enjoyed it. Aye. Gangrel, that, that goes back to the days in the brood, because there's Gangrel no say, I trusted you, but now I trust Sammy, because you've turned on me. Aye, during that. Fuck Ken's man, if you put random old ex-wrestlers cutting about your back garden. What we want is uh, Midian to come out, by the way. Dennis Knight. Yes, naked Midian, with, <laughs> with the fanny pack on. <laughs> Dennis uh, Knight, if you're listening, we love you. A fan of the podcast, a friend of the show, we are and that's not even an exaggeration. No, but uh, Dennis is a great man. But anyway, the 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 elite deletion match. It was quite violent, and like they go into the dome of deletion. Violent. They were getting fireworks shot up each other's assholes <laughs> at one stage. <laughs> it's the noise, man. Honestly, that's I know we're probably going on and on and on, but I just kind of get over how funny it was. I it was really sh- fucking entertaining. I could sit and watch that again. I wouldn't be signing that contract anyway. No, honestly, no way. And they end up in the dome of deletion where there's actually a part of the match happening. 
Guevara does like a swan tom bomb, obviously trying to mimic Jeff oh, off yeah. a ladder through a table to Matt. The finish comes where he's kind of hurt his neck and then Matt spears him off the out the ring through two tables onto concrete. And it looks like Guevara's head's burst open, but he's actually, it's gimmick blood. Yeah. Because you've seen when Matt nearly died. Oh, aye, like when he battered his head. So that, aye, and that match had to get stopped. So that was pretty much why they were doing that. Yeah. So it was gimmick blood, and then he beats him with basically like a single man concerto on the concrete. Pins him, puts him in the bin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that just totally sums up that fucking whole thing. And then thing. Matt Hardy's stepdad is the one who's seen you Benjamin's the one driving the van. <laughs> and then you see his missus playing the piano at the end. Honestly. You can All make, you needed was his sons there, you Maxwell. Can, you could make a film out of this whole match. Fucking man. amazing. Aye, it was... Aye, brilliant. Like, <laughs> couldn't take too much yet, but it was honestly, I didn't even give Danny any warning of what this could potentially have been. I think it's went in blind. Aye, I did for sure. I didn't care what I was expecting. So that was entertaining in itself. Second match for the end: MJF versus Jericho. Exactly what I expected. Finish came with Jericho, MJF going for the uh, the diamond ring to cheat. As he goes to do that, I think the ref is distracted by Wardlow Jericho goes to grab it uh, Hager throws in the baseball bat to Jericho oh yes and MJF lays on the ground all dead to Guerrero pretends he's been hurt Jericho's like shit I've never done anything I've never done anything he's trying to explain to the ref and gets rolled up mm-hmm. one two three it's a good way because both of them are trying to cheat thought it was a good finish MJF is now part of um, the inner circle I mean the match itself wasn't overly great but in terms of serving the purpose, MJF and Wardlow are now part of the inner circle. Jericho embraced them. There's no the rest of the inner circle are not there because they're getting fireworks shot up their back end at that time. <laughs> um, where do you see that going? I think that... Well, actually, it was you that said it last week that you think that the inner circle will end up turning on Jericho. And kicking on it. And he'll... And MJF will lead. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'm not, I didn't see that happening before him joining the Inner Circle, so I'm not entirely sure. I liked how at the start as well, the Inner Circle, uh, MGF's entrance, he had the light-up jacket, the Jericho light-up jacket. I mean, doing the oh, Jericho oh, pose yeah, and it yeah. turned it to be the robe, so want to watch, I think that storyline's going to just evolve going forward. And then the main event was the I Quit match, brutal as hell, between Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. I bet my expectations. We spoke about it about a month, in episode one actually, talking about where this was going. Mm-hmm. Um... Brutal, there's thumbtacks, there's barbed wire, it's just well, a brawl. I, I knew that uh, as soon as they were pulled out, I knew it was Moxley that was going to be going into them. Like, Aye. I, I couldn't imagine Kingston, Kingston taking his Tesco shoes. Kingston, what his, what his outfit was, I'll never ever know. Aye, I think he's, he's just, he looks rubbish. But it was a good match, a really good match actually. The best part for me was when he had put Moxley through the attacks and he went and grabbed something for the outside of the ring. What was it he grabbed? Pouring alcohol. Oh, aye, for... To go into like this. So, in an I-quit match, the objective is to try and make your opponent say, I quit, and he can't get Moxley to quite do it. He's put him, he's back into tax, he's burst open with barbed wire. So, Kingston goes, only I'm going to get this bastard is if I go and grab some rubbing alcohol that you would put on a wound. Pours it over. Pours it over his whole back. It's probably water, but I think just in terms of visually, you didn't know it's water. Uh, it, look, it looked sore as it fuck. It looked sore as fuck. Moxley sold it fucking very well, didn't quit. The finish came at the end with a bulldog choke, which is where we said it was going to go. 
by Moxley with barbed wire wrapped around his own forearm (laughs) and sympathy to Eddie Kingston actually I think I felt sorry for him in this watching it I was like Christ per Eddie man Aye. What, what, what was missing? A mic. A mic. Again, maybe that's a new way of doing it when there's no fans there, so maybe that's validation is that don't need it. There what were mean? fans there. There were a thousand fans actually in attendance now to come to speak here, which was good to see. Overall, Moxley's now the champ. Kenny Omega came out to meet him at the end. Kind of stare him down. Yeah. What would you give Full Gear, Danny? I gave Full Gear four, four star... Four... Four and a half out of yeah. five, actually. I, I would give it four and a half out of five, purely for the fact that the women's participation in the pay-per-view was lacking. If that match was up there with anything else, it would have been a fucking full five-star pay-per-view, one of the best I've seen. Probably, in my opinion, the best AEW have done since their inception. No, it's, it's definitely kept me uh, gripped and interested, so... I would, I would recommend giving it a watch for sure. Yeah, so if you haven't already done so, go give AEW full gear a watch because it's absolutely gripping for minute one to the very last. Next one, Danny, Smackdown and Raw. What's your highlights for these two shows over the last week? Right, well, we'll, we'll quickly dive into Smackdown and uh, a bit of Raw as well. Um, only, not, not really just highlights, I'm just going to touch on the the Jey Uso, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman segment probably the only thing that I took anything from from this um, the fact that Jay was getting an interview and then Heyman was did Heyman say you, you, you're not allowed to do that without Roman's permission <laughs> I basically made him like a bitch so I so took him away and then Roman was like having a go at Jay for it and then had a go at Paul Heyman and funnily enough I was actually thinking about it when I was watching it you I, I said to you last week I was surprised that Jay has went into that kind of character sort of following Roman but I completely understand where you were coming from now because I think that it'll go with like he'll be following Roman like this and he's like you said there a bitch mm-hmm. so he'll be coming across as a bitch for ages and ages and all that will kind of build up and then screw him at the belt with his brother uh, well no that's not what I thought but that's not a bad shout <laughs> But I think it's just, I think you were right. Like, you were like, there was no other choice. He was you're getting battered every week off Roman, so now he needs to follow him. So, if you're getting slapped a bit with your brother all the time, you know what I mean? You're gonna just have to fucking follow it. Just stop being an arsehole and kind of go along with him if you don't want to keep getting slapped. Cousin. I know, but I'm just saying, if I've got a brother, <laughs> he would slap me a bit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's it. Apart from the, the updated Survivor Series team uh, places. Bailey and Sasha Banks was alright. Thought it was another good match. Um, s- standard finish. Bailey went and got a kendo stick. The ref took off her. Then she brought in her chair. Sasha kicked it away and hit her with a bank statement. So, But Carmella attacked Sasha Banks. The returning Carmella. She's been off TV for quite some time. Best thing about that was the sweet chin music on the ramp into an X Factor. I love the X Factor. I know. Last week's Superstar of the Week. By the way, X Pack. Um, Rey Mysterio and Corbin as well had a good wee match but again Rey got done in in his street clothes because Alaya uh, Alaya Mysterio and Buddy came down that love story is still going I'd really just like to see Mysterio and Dominic separate for the herd now and go and do their own thing as a tag team be more exciting if they did to be fair it's it would a, be I think Seth as well said um, 
that he wished it was over with that. That yeah. she'd him and bought his involvement as and well. And Buddy's realigned himself with Seth again, so it's just God knows what they're doing with that. Seth beat Otis through Buddy providing the assist, and now Seth isn't part of the Team SmackDown. And KO got beaten in the main event by Jay through Roman's distraction. So again, it was really, really a simple show. It kind of just went through the motions. It wasn't really exciting for me. So, so the, for the Survivor Series team, there's uh, Seth Rollins, Jay Uso, uh, King Corbin, Kevin Owens, and then one more space. What, what were your thoughts on that? You said to Otis, me? maybe. Otis. Was it Otis? Did I say Otis? No, Biggie, maybe. Probably Biggie, because he's got some tension there with some of the guys. Danny's just ripped his pants, I think. <laughs> That's just a button. Um, <laughs> I probably see it being Biggie, because he's had the feud with Sheamus. He's had the feud with Strowman in the past. You know what I mean? There's enough animosity in there to get him involved. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes anyway. What was your thoughts on Raw, Danny? To be honest, I never really had a lot of thoughts on Raw. It was uh, the segment with the Miz. And John Morrison and Orton. And Orton. It's probably the best part. Probably, I was probably the most enjoyable part for me. And then what was it Orton actually says to them? Is Orton's giving them a humming, like like really, really, really tight, like giving them utter dogs abuse. Saying that the Miz only ever won the belt in the past because he had the briefcase and he thinks he's gonna do it again because he's only got the briefcase and. Oh, and he turns his back on them and says, "Take it." Take it. He's actually I. Orton does well on that. Orton again just makes everything sound more. He takes it for that one level to the next. Yeah. It just that star presence, which a lot of people are lacking. Also says to John Morrison, you took your ball and went home and wrestled for the Indies for a while in the minor leagues. Yeah. Now you've came back. I like John Morrison better than I like the Miz. I keep saying this. I hate the Miz. I hope the Miz is hard gone. I think if I think if you were in charge, you would somehow screw the Miz out of the, the briefcase give it to Morrison and then maybe even eventually put the belt on Morrison for a while I would like to see Morrison with the belt I, I don't see why not why wouldn't you not want to see that I think more so than the Miz anyway absolutely and like let's face it like if you could get well look what you've been saying you, where do you see or where do you see Roman dropping the belt you messaged me last week about it so aye, my thoughts are that Daniel Bryan will get the belt from Roman yeah yeah so I think then you could have Morrison and Daniel Bryan have a hellier match. Oh my god, I. So there's that as well. I just think Morrison's getting used like lusterly right now, just purely because of his history with the Miz. But I think well, that's the thing. It could it, it could be the fact that he gets a bit sick of being the Miz's sidekick and just die. Or or I mean I, I don't think the Miz will have a successful cash in. I'd like to think not. I'd like to think that Miz was probably the most painful WWE champion in recent memories. But unless Morrison was to take the belt off of him. I don't think people are going to buy tickets for that though. Nah, well, if you can, tickets anyway. But <laughs> no, nah, I think that there'll be a thing with the the Miz Daniel Bryan. There'll be an unsuccessful. No, well, there's a feud there already because they both had their feud in the past. Daniel Bryan and the Miz. I the can Miz. see. Aye, I can see the belt going back to to Daniel Bryan anyway for sure. What, however, however it comes before Mania. I don't think Roman needs a belt for Mania. No, if he's going to be fight facing the Rock. No, that doesn't need a title that match. Whereas, I don't see them touching Edge at Orton until Mania when he faces Edge. I know because they're kind of uh, they're building up with the cashing as if it's going to be yeah Randy Orton, but I think uh, the Miz will come they'll out swear and swear down and well, he'll just unsuccessfully cash in and they'll just move on. 
Aye, which would be good. Um, Matt Riddle successfully won the triple threat. He's now finally a part of Team Raw, which I'm buzzing about. They've done a, a strange kind of argument in the ring with all five members of Team Raw. He gives them like nicknames, calls Braun Strowman Mongoose, Seamus Fireface. I like Matt Riddle, but this was just a bit strange. Ages ago, this big, humongous bodyguard, Jordan, I can't pronounce his surname. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> Well to be. Um, my main thing that I took away from Raw apart from the fact that it's going to be Drew versus Randy next week for the title which will be good on Raw to see is Sheamus and Drew's interaction backstage Aye, Sheamus was kicking off and having a pure panic attack about whatever and Drew was trying to lighten the mood and taking the piss a wee bit and then well you said what's your predictions anyway you tell well, they both wrestled for Irish Whip Wrestling. They both wrestled in Glasgow. In Glasgow. They've wrestled all in the UK back in like 2005, together. 2006. Together. Um, because of similar ages. I think Seamus is maybe slightly bit older, but they both broke in at the same time. Seamus came first, Drew came right at the back of him. So they're already good friends. One Celtic, one Rangers, by the way. There you go, write that on Mania. I'll go. Um, and the tease of this kind of like bond, the relationship that even between heel and face, there's still that friendship there for each other. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I see it going, but I think that's maybe where they're teasing. I'd like that. That's got a WrestleMania caliber kind of match up for me. I think um, I think it would be a good. In fact, I actually they said would just it. knock utter fuck at each other. Uh, it would be. <laughs> I think did I know? I'm sure I said that on episode one that it could be something building towards those two. Yeah, I think point. you might have done. I. I think it, Drew was still the champ at that point. I think without the belt, it makes maybe a bit more sense now. It's more exciting, I mm-hmm. like because like you said millions of times, it'll be Randy Orton and Edge, and. Whoever on the other side, there doesn't need to be a belt for that match. It'd be an exciting match. It'd probably got the potential to be the best match on the card. They fiend on the on Raw this week, which was bizarre again. So look, Alexa done a wee short skit, which was again as what it is. But they either don't know what they're doing with the fiend, or they're doing the right thing by and holding them off. Out. It's that thing we said though. You didn't want to overexpose them because if you overexpose somebody so much, the special tale of them starts to dwindle. Like right, if you. Appear randomly every single week. It's not exactly appearing randomly. Like Lesnar, like like people have a gripe about Lesnar appearing five times a year in a match, but you see Lesnar every week, you're probably gonna get fed up here. Ah, because he's a he's a bald bastard. <laughs> Overall, Raw was probably better than SmackDown, just purely for some small aspects of it. But again, not a promising week for WWE, and especially up against Full Gear. Like, nah, it was their work's cut out for them right now. Uh, I think with the Survivor Series looming up. I think they'll pick up their game there. So, so that was Full Gear Raw and Smackdown. Now, the part I've been most excited for. Taking the rest of your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> if you think I've got an obsession with removing my clothes. Or I, mine. Or, or his, by the way, I don't. So, before we get into this, we did say last week that we hoped that we would have a special unboxing to talk about in our figure segment. So you'll be shouting at your phones or whatever it is you're listening on. To find out that we don't have them. (laughs) Matt, do you remember? No, so we do have them. And this is a special thanks to Mick from Wrestling Trader. 
You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and online if you just search wrestlingtrader.co.uk. I'm convinced he works at the post office how quickly these came. Yes, me and all. Or, or he delivered them himself. <laughs> on a bike. <laughs> um, he basically messaged me last week, and credit to the guy, like, I knew he was getting the Legend Series in, they were stuck in customs for a few days, and I kind of admitted defeat yesterday morning, and I was like, shit, we're not getting them. And my phone beeped, he had messaged me, He'd obviously been listening to episode three and had caught on uh, that we wanted them. He has kindly, before he's even put them up on his own site, managed to give me his first batch, which I am gratefully appreciative of because we've now managed to keep the content alive and give you what you want to hear, or hopefully it's what you want to hear and give me what I wanted. (laughs) So... What we've got is Legends Series 8, which are literally fresh on the shelves in the States, maybe about 10 to 14 days old. There's production issues in terms of trying to get the quantity for them. They're not going to be released in the UK. They're never going to be. So we've got three here. I didn't get the four because we did say Paul Orndorff was a guffy in the set. (laughs) But again, Wrestling Trader, thank you so much for that. We get a lot, probably 90% of my collection comes from that guy. And... we're going to open them. I've not seen them, so if they're if they're bashed and open, they're gone back. <laughs> they're still in the packet. Still in the box. Freshly them. And literally got them here within less than twenty four hours. He just you've just cut through one of them. I'm not. <laughs> Danny's just hoping that I've got a smashed horn off in here. <laughs> they're in bits. But Mick probably sent these yesterday at like two two thirty. He and arrived drove, at he 10 o'clock up. this morning. He drove up himself. Yes! Danny's extremely excited because <laughs> he's just seen the side of the warrior. So there we go. What's the, Where can you find them, Danny? Through one of the little cards that come with the packaging? So we've got uh, his website, wrestlingtrader.co.uk and... Um, if you're wishing to email him at all it would be info at wrestlingtrader.co.uk um, Twitter is at wrestlingtrader and Facebook search wrestlingtrader and you've got him so give me figure that. number one we'll go one at a time give me that then no we'll do one <laughs> at a time we're going to go with the one that I'm most excited for I'm fucking empty handed here he's got the gold <laughs> <laughs> you've missed it I've got them coming too. Eddie Guerrero with the I'm Your Pappy cloth top finally on an Eddie. One of your heroes. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, one of the one of the probably of past years, the one of the best in ring workers I've ever seen. Actually, seen him wrestle live once back in two thousand and four. Did you? Yeah, when I was young. Class. So I actually got to see Eddie Guerrero wrestle. Absolutely sensational worker. Absolute legend in business. Sad that he's gone, but my God, surely a legend. How about you look, Danny? About time. Look at the face scan on that. Incredible. Love his blonde hair, yeah, or his the highlights. It's the end. Um, the I'm your pappy, Eddie Guerrero, is the one from when he was feuding with Mysterio, and he was actually saying that Dominic, who's now a WWE wrestler himself, was actually his son. They had a ladder match at SummerSlam for the custody of Dominic. 
I don't know what the hell that is. Is it a helicopter? It'll be the helicopter. We do live next to a hospital, so it'll be the hospital helicopter. Probably coming to airlift Danny's bad ticker. Because <laughs> he's now realising he's missed out on a great set of figures. I've not missed out. I'm getting them. I know you're getting them, but you're too slow. I have bought them all. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, put him in my bag. What next, a, please. Right, overall, what would you rate him in terms of what we've already had before? Right, I love the packaging because it's a legend series. Face scan's brilliant. The he's flame tights. Ah, the ring attire. Great. The boots look perfect as well. Eight. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. That's high, by the way. So what do you want next? You want warrior? No, no. Leave him till the end. Jake. Yes. Jake so the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake. Very rare that you get a Jake the Snake action figure created. It's not the Chase variant version, which is the blue tights. This one still has a maroon tights with the blue. Regardless, I was just happy to get a Jake. He comes with the he comes with Damien wrapped around him, which is his snake. Damien is the name of his snake. That's not a euphemism. It <laughs> um, comes with a sack. Again, that's not a euphemism. Um, comes with his snake and his sack. What the <laughs> fuck? It's <laughs> fucking true. Legend series eight, Jake the Snake. Absolutely incredible. The face scan's really good. Quick fire quiz: Who did Jake the Snake face at WrestleMania eight? Eight. Eight biscuits, by the way. Taker. Yes, well done. What and colour was white, his tights? White. Well done. On you go. Proceed. White, white, gold, and blue. I believe he had some gold through the, the spray paint, but it was definitely white and blue. Fucking had me on the spot there, Danny. I just a bit left. <laughs> I was ready to pack my bags. Unscripted. Um, I didn't do that to me. <laughs> What's on his Cassidy shoe size? <laughs> Got to be seven or eight. <laughs> One or other, you bastard. Eight, eight. Probably. You I don't know, I didn't know. know. Stop mucking about. Here, have a look at Jake. Jake's sack and his snake. I would say, honestly, the face scan isn't as strong as, as the Eddie. As strong as the Eddie. Doesn't look like Eddie. What? <laughs> Who doesn't look like Eddie? Eddie. Jake. Jake doesn't look like Eddie. Well, well, fuck. Like, fuck. <laughs> so they switched their heads. Um. I love the love the tights. I, I don't know. I can't remember what the year is. It wore. Do you want me to figure it out? I can find out while we're looking at it. Right, go for it. I love the Damien. The fact that he's got the the sack as well that makes it taste. So, face scan aside, the body he looks more ripped than, than he actually be. was. Although he's not quite as chunky at that point because you'll probably see it. But he's got like the snakeskin boots as well. Did you notice that? Aye, very similar to the cactus jack that we have. Aye. Um, um, I, I mean I'll, the fact that he's got the little sack for Damien Damien himself pants are great boots are spot on seven probably need to get back to you but while I was looking at photos of them that would be a fuckery one when he'd done the macho king in with the snake if they made that set like that sort right. of that attire with like the, right, the flame tights the royal blue and the flame snakes coming oh, up beside wait no is the, the chase is the black flames is it not the black with the flames the chase is the baby blue Perfect. Well, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about then. <laughs> <laughs> well, just silence anybody's, anybody there. Yeah, but I'm going to Sid Justice. You missed out on a Sid Justice this weekend, actually. Um, right, I'm not going to spend too much time looking at this, but... I missed out on a Sid Justice because the box had been stood on. Aye, it did. Wait, get the next one out. Right, so uh, that's another real... I'm, so I'm what buzzing. are you giving Jake? I've given him seven. I'd probably go with a seven as well. Perfect. This one, by the way. Who's that? Hellwig. Who's Hellwig? Jim Hellwig, the Who's ultimate warrior. Ten. 
He's not even seen him yet. He's actually here like a kid, rubbing his hands. Um, this is actually the fucking hell, Danny. You're gonna love this. This is the final reincarnation. Reincarnation? Oh, reincarnation no, was the final. The final appearance. Sorry, should I say? So what? What we've got here is Ultimate Warrior in his final ever appearance, which is sad to say. Was on Raw the night before he passed. You're right. Continue, mate. Glassy eyed Danny, right now. Sad, by the way. So, Ultimate Warrior, Jim Helwig. This is Ultimate Warrior with his grey short hair, the goatee, the cloth jacket, suit. The suit and the mask rather than face paint because that's what he was fit for doing at the time. I'm, I'm going to give this one to Danny to explain to you. Very kind of you. Because the Ultimate Warrior is Danny's favourite of all time. Vote for him, by the way. I think I must have about six or seven Warrior figures. I can't, I, I love this figure. Aye, Danny's absolutely in awe. Uh, ten. I would probably be close to that, but we'll say nine and a half to ten. It's my first Warrior, and probably I do need to now get one of him in his prime, in his ring attire. He's even got like nice wee brown brogues. <laughs> Nice brown brogues. <laughs> nice wee shoes. Um, so, before we move on to ringside fest updates, this has been our figure highlight of the week and probably my favourite segment so far of the show. And actually, since we've been doing it, because it's actually quite nice to see something firsthand. We all wanted to share the opening wear. We've been talking about these for months and months and months. It's our first ever live unboxing as well. First of many. Because actually is nice to do. Aye. Um, so we've got Eddie Guerrero, Jake the Snake. These will stay in their box because that's how we collect as well. But let us know through social media what you've got. Send us some of your photos of the figures you've recently bought. Talk about them. We'll post these photos up on our social media. Um, CDTA podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. But these are excellent. Beat my expectation. Thank you once again to Wrestling Trader. Absolutely amazing, Mick. I, I really appreciate your time for that. So go and check them out, guys. Face scan is really, really good. So just quickly, uh, I'll go over a few that I've picked up this week. Today as well, well eh? You can acquire some today. Well, today, aye, which I didn't care where that I don't know where that came from, but anyway. Um, so I picked up a Chase Kyle O'Reilly. Which I have here, so I know you don't have it in... Yeah, hands, but I do have a Chase Kyle O'Reilly here that you can just kick the top through. Uh, so he's got the Undisputed Era vest, the changeable hands, the NXT belt, the one that Bradley's got has the black attire, and the one I have, I believe, is the camo. No, you got the Chase as well. This, this? You got the exact one. You got the Chase I with the tag get... belt. It comes with the NXT tag title. You got the Chase variant one. As well, similar. I don't even know what the fuck I bought, to be honest. Waiting with my eyes shut to Smith's, like. So I, uh, thanks for that, Bradley. Um, Not that, bad figure. Better than the original Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly that came out as part of the free pack for Undisputed Era. Much better in terms of face scan, so. Um, who else did I get? I picked up Drake Maverick today. Yep, from Series 79. Yes, Elite 79. 
Um, who else did you get today? Uh, Naomi. Chase as well. Chase from Naomi. From B&M. From B&M. £16, uh, £17, something like that. And I also picked up Randy Orton and coffee. So that means I've got that whole full set now, which consists You're of a snake. Matt Riddle and... You're a snake, is what you are. <laughs> How? Because you tell me every time I'm in Smith, then I get that on it. He's done uh, it again to me, but well, it's not Malenko all over again. <laughs> nah, but the only... I went back, before I got you, I went back to get the art in and the coffee, because that's the full set. <laughs> well, you need to now so, go and get yourself a Xavier with the up, up, down, down title and you need to get a big E. Uh, but it's not, well, I, I do. How many coffees have you third? Third coffee, it'll be What's I. wrong with you? I don't know, I didn't just pick coffee, he's part of that shit. You didn't, you do. <laughs> You've got the WrestleMania 36 one, which is Shan. Ah, uh, he's got a bald fucking situation going on in his You seat. go, the, there's the helicopter again. <laughs> God. Go away, we're fine. <laughs> Daddy won't be soon if he keeps buying coffees behind my back. <laughs> um, I'm not going to keep buying coffees behind your back anyway. I just. Uh, well, like you the, are. The well, full set. I've got the full set. I, I see it as if you're cheating on me, like with coffee. Uh, but no, I went back to get the coffee and uh, the, the autumn because that was the full set. I thought I might After well. I tell you, you picked me up the Maverick. You never tell me to pick you up the Maverick. I said you, I need the Maverick. You, you had the chance to get them on the weekend and you put them in. I'm not paying £24 or £23 or whatever I'll take them at 16 It was 18 I paid Does you could for 22 3 quids a saving mate 22 4 quids a saving whatever it is <laughs> Anyway That's that I also picked up This was before last week actually um, you, Did you go pick anybody else up at the weekend here? The weekend just passed Yeah I did but we'll get into that But uh, I got a, a retro uh, Like a Hasbro retro cane do you know the retro series? The, the, the WWE version, like not the old Hasbros, like the newer uh, version of the Hasbros. The, the new sort of Hasbro remake type figures. I got them from, or got him rather, from a uh, wrestling mega store. So again, thank you to you for sorting me out there. Every time I get in touch with you, I think I'm going to have some sort of aneurysm going on about figures. You're probably sick of me, but uh, yes, brilliant from you again. Um, if you want to have a look at any of his stuff. It's wrestling underscore megastore underscore UK on Instagram. Some nice uh, Christmas selection boxes I'm doing as well, like surprise selection boxes, which we hope we will have one in present soon to actually open. Yes. At we, Christmas. We need to get uh, we need to get that sorted. So actually. I think he's got a variety of selection boxes that you can buy, where he will try and tailor his preference towards what you are after. Um, you'll get a mixture of some loose figures in there, some accessories, some playing cards, and the packaging. Some elites, some battle packs, some basics. Um, so we've got that as well that we will hopefully be having as part uh, of our show. So quite, I've actually picked up quite a lot of figures this week between us. I well, I you were asking me what else I got. Yeah. So I'm sorry, just to go back on that as well. So the selection boxes that they do at wrestling mega store, wrestling underscore mega store at underscore UK. I always get this up and mixed up. <laughs> Give us it, Danny, one more time. Wrestling, wrestling underscore megastore underscore UK it's on Instagram. So, yeah, I'm hoping that we can get them in around Christmas time and we can do an unboxing of them, wrap, unwrap them, have some Mariah Carey playing in the background, some Michael Bublé. I'll dress up, by the way. As Santa. <laughs> As Mariah. Mick Foley, by the way, loves Santa. Fun fact for you. Got on his own Christmas room. That's good. Um. So, who else did you pick up? 
So, well, you mentioned earlier, it was the AEW figures. I Aye. got Kenny Omega and I got Cody. At retail? At retail, aye. 20 quid a pop. And Smiths and Falkirk. Falkirk, Smiths. Um, you weren't going to take the Kenny? I wasn't going to take the Kenny then, I decided I did. I picked him over a Superman figure. I believe my exact words to you are. That's fine, you put him back down and a wee kid will come along and unbox him. <laughs> so I panicked. <laughs> So yeah, after saying that Jazzwares make AEW figures with their eyes shut... Uh, the production team do, because they can't even get anything out for the lick of them. Aye, that, they're, they're poor, but hey-ho. But um, yeah, I've got, I'm on the AEW train now, in full. So, we'll be definitely doing some business with Wrestling uh, underscore Megastore underscore UK, and I believe that Wrestling Trader, as we're recording this, have now put up a post... Regarding decade of domination, series one. I'll get the I'll get the Orton, an Undertaker actually. I think Mick needs to stop doing this to me. Your wallet's fucked. I'm gonna get flung out. Your marriage is fucked. I soon to be. I'm gonna be knackered before I get there. Um, decade of domination's coming out, so that's Randy Orton, debut Randy Orton, Mark Henry for Nation is domination, so that's brilliant. The Nation of domination, Mark Henry. There's an Italian there with the first ever Divas Championship, which I ain't interested in. There's a John Cena with Celtics top on. Absolutely not happening. And the debut Undertaker, which to me is the creme de la creme of the set. Aye, definitely. So, I'll probably need to go bald and get them as well. <laughs> um, when Bradley says he's going bald, he means like spe- spending a lot of money, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Right, so we'll move on. Uh, we're going to cover off, put them back, <laughs> we're going to move on to, still still with figures, um, just a few highlights from WrestleFest this week, Danny. Um, I'm unveiling a mass amount of figures, boxed images, prototype images, sample images, release dates, surprises... Heart attacks for me. Aye. I, I, Danny didn't watch this live. I was watching it. I screenshot everything and sent it to him. And I wish I could ref- I wish I could go back and read half the messages he said to me. <laughs> a lot of them began with holy bleep or <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> What's the point bleeping in the first one? And- Say what, he used too many F-bombs. Um, <laughs> one of the first ones was actually the fan takeover. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat with the IC title. Honestly, unbelievable, man. WrestleMania free attire. Yes, look at the look at the box. Again, the box does it for us. Something different. That's going to be excellent when that arrives. We've got Royal Rumble set box images this year. Last year was Lita, Macho King, Bobby Lashley, and The Rock. This year's series is Stone Cold Steve Austin from two thousand and one, I believe, with a gold attire. Titus O'Neil from his rumble, tumble and slide at the Greatest Royal Rumble. This guy can't get himself off our podcast. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior oh guy. What rumble was that, 92 or 90? Was it 90? It was, was 90. Royal Rumble 90 in his orange gear. Come on. Uh, with a yellow, with yellow IC belt. It's absolutely unbelievable, man. And it's got the, the changeable head with like the, the worn out sort of face paint. The belt's upside down on the box. In in this picture, the belt's upside down. Hopefully they don't actually like do it like that. Can't imagine, so I'd imagine it's just the, the first one they've boxed up. But that's... Honestly, like, look at... In the, in the figure pictures, it's... The right, right way. 
But, I mean, see, to be honest with you, seeing that figure picture there, it's maybe not the best warrior figure, but... I to, like it. To be fair, anyway. I certainly, that's, like. that's the warrior figure I want now, that I've had the Legend Series one. Um, sorry, I just scrolled away there. We've got Imaga in his uh, red, red Royal Rumble attire. Excellent figure. You've got an Imaga. I wish I had got the one, because we were looking at them. Yeah, the but I think this one's you, better. You picked it up. So I'll probably need to get this just for the all in that attire. Let me have a quick look. Who else have we got? The, There's um, lots. Well, the picture came out of the box picture of the Mr. T and Rowdy Roddy Piper. You drew them as well. From Wrestling well. Trader. Um, Again, we pre ordered them. Hollywood Hulk Hogan Ultimate Edition. Aye, to be fair, it's got like two uh, two changeable heads, different poses. He's got his feather boa, the NWO t shirt, which has got Velcro in the middle. Rockable. Aye. Uh, he's got the NWO big gold belt, he's got his sunglasses. First time he's ever been depicted by Mattel. That looks class. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that's coming anyway. The edges, Danny, the elite 83 edges. You were a big fan of these. I particularly like the one with the grey and red pants. So this is from his WrestleMania 36 attire. This one here with the khaki and the gold is from his uh, Backlash Greatest Wrestling Match of All Time uh, match against Randy Orton. Orton yeah. Got some other images of Keith Lee. Looks solid. I'll be looking forward to picking up the Keith Lee Elite 82. Jerry the King Lawler, Danny. Unbelievable. What attire is this from? That's from the first ever King of the Ring where he attacks um, Bret Hart. Bret Hart calls him the Burger King. We spoke about this last week or the week before, Uh, I believe. This bastard Jerry Lawler attacks my friend. Images of Stunning Steve. Incredible. We'll do him soon as well. Uh, They're unbelievable. Excellent, excellent figure. Already went over the... There's millions, anyway. Yeah, there's, there's absolute hundreds. Go and check out the Ringside Exclusives page. The bigger, the, the one that I was surprised by as well was the Ric Flair Ultimate Edition with the long hair, back to almost like his very early WCW days. Even NWA, Ric Pretty Flair, much, eh? yeah, very close. So many, not good for my heart or my bank. Every time we talk about figures, there's like a lull, and then like the next day or something, it just explodes. It, it goes up, man, it's mental. The Dusty Rhodes as well, with the chicken claw wrapped around his neck for luck, the polka dot um, poncho, the top hat. Ah, it's, There's too many than it. Like, I really need to kind of sort myself out. Ah, it's meant, uh, the WrestleMania set that's coming out as well, the Michaels and the Goldberg, we spoke about that last week, but that's on the way. It is on the way. Um, what are you due? <laughs> what am I known due? It'd probably be a shorter list. Aye, so there's, there's that. While we're on that subject, actually, don't know if you want to introduce this, Danny. So, um, so yeah, talking about the WrestleMania 37 uh, collection, who consists of Goldberg, China, Edge, and Shawn Michaels. Incredible set, actually. Mm-hmm. We have come up with a... A chance to win sort of competition. Yeah, so a chance to win the, that set... Uh, we'll be running this through mainly through our social media, but obviously bringing it up here as well. We've got a, a wrestling card. 20 squares. 20 squares um, going for uh, £10 a square. And we'll scratch off the winner. We'll do like a live scratching off on the. My fiance done this at random, so she took the card away, created it for us. She's good that way. 
She, out of the names in the boxes, so there's 20 squares with a wrestler's, wrestler's name. You basically can pay a 10 or 20, however many you want. I suppose it's entirely down to you. Um, and when these cards are pre-made, my partner, she's picked the winner and put it underneath like a little scratchable surface, so me and Danny don't know. Nah, even I, I know who I would want to win it, but... It doesn't matter <laughs> who you want, it's pot luck at the end of the day. Um, just give us a couple of the names that are up for like in terms of who you can pick alright so we've got Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior uh, Jericho Rick Rude uh, <laughs> Bret Hart Roman Reigns just load, pretty much apart from Rick Rude loads of world champions across all so we're going to call this our Wrestlemania 37 prize, prize giveaway £10 is like the minimum entry if you just want one and that's what it takes is one £10 a square for the chance to win probably over £100 worth of £115 worth of value out of that set itself you also get an extra figure with it if you're into unboxing you get a Paul Ellering so each figure comes with a part to build Paul Ellering who was the late great Road Warriors Legion of Doom manager yep. uh, he also comes with the puppet that he used at Wrestlemania 92 Danny what stadium was that held at? Uh, SummerSlam 92 was Wembley in London Bet one of the best of all time Road Warriors came down on big bikes it's just a good set. You get five figures. The collector value alone is worth it. The China and the Shawn Michaels are probably the two standouts in this set. So we've went out and bought an extra set. Um, so we're giving this away in terms of all it could take is £10. You could have that. £10 for a chance to win a full set. Um, Excellent Christmas gift or gift for yourself. Potentially difficult to get at some stage as well that you might, if you do collect We it. will have it early as well because we're getting ours... As a, so we're probably going to get about eight weeks before it'll probably arrive in UK stores if it does because the demand for this is a much improved set yeah so we'll post this on social media when we get up and running any interest immediately just DM us and we'll let you know what's available um, and we will hopefully have an announcement in terms of the winner which we will do live as soon as all spot, spots are taken and we have the figures in hand and just for any listeners that aren't UK based, we will be happy to ship them to wherever it is that you are. So it's yes. not it's, there's no like geographical constraints in this at all. For anybody that listens or anybody that follows us, you're totally more than welcome to get involved and we'll we'll make it happen. Yeah, we'll make it happen. We're happy. We appreciate your support, so we will ship to where needed. Moving on, Danny. That was a good figure segment we had. Most in-depth one yet, actually. Probably the most enjoyable. Yeah, a lot to cover. Probably not even scratching the surface, really, for what came out of the figure news this week. Um, Superstar of the Week. One of my favourite segments. Rob Van Dam. Yes. And this was just a game. We were in the car. I think we were at McDonald's car park or something. You just kind of went, what about RVD? It's the best way to do it. Like, I think the, the same things... I think we agreed on Drew the first time. Purely for geographical reasons that time. Aye, but like, I think every week since then, in fact, who did we have second? Second week was Bam Bam, which Bam was Bam random. X-Pac last right. week, Van Damme this week. Aye, so completely at random. And it's good to actually like... Learn about people I, as well. I go back and cover like some information about the, the superstar of the week. So this week we've got Rob Van Damme. Uh, just a couple of bits to cover on him really um, multiple time champion throughout all he was in ECW he was in TNA WWE um, everywhere really man he's part of his WCW for one small stint 
He's the only person to have held the ECW, the TNA, and the WWE titles. Obviously, not simultaneously, but, but all together. So the only wrestler to ever have had those three, those three accolades, which is class. He was the last ever hardcore champion in yes. WWF. And he was the last of a European champion also. And that was his match with Jeff in a ladder match. Yep. And his hardcore match was with Tommy Dreamer. Uh, yep. So those both of those belts were retired or they were like... Merged with the other one. With the Intercontinental it was. Yep. So, Intercontinental uh, just eats up titles basically. like Pac-Man for belts. Uh, <laughs> I wish, to be fair, I wish they didn't get rid of the hardcore belt. Either of them. Either of them. Both of them would do a better, serve a better purpose than that big dinner plate that Bobby Lashley was in these days. <laughs> The US, uh, to be fair, the concept of the US title was alright to begin with. But it was a class belt, man. WCW had an excellent... Anyway, we're going off on a tangent. Euro- the US title could be more than what it's worth. <laughs> right, it's, it, could be, it could be better than a dinner plate. And Intercontinental belt at the minute is a piece of shit. So, anyway. So, Speaking yeah. of Intercontinental champion, Van Damme was a six-time IC champion. Six-time IC champion. Uh, one-time world champion in WWE, anyway. That, for me, is my highlight of his career is 2006 One Night Stand he missed the first One Night Stand Danny which you actually hadn't watched until not too long ago during lockdown it was when you told me to get on Um, and Van Damme missed the first ECW One Night Stand that WWE reincarnated and the second one came around and he was Mr Money in the Bank at the time and he openly was the first person and one of the only people to actually actively tell someone when they're going to cash in he cashed in at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City against John Cena what a match, by the way. Hostile, the fans hate Cena. He's throwing his t-shirt into the crowd. The ECW fans are wiping their arse with it. They're spitting on it. They're throwing it back at him. The match ends with Edge coming out from under the ring with a trench coat and a black helmet on and spears Cena through a table, does the You Can't See Me. Van Dam, the referee's out cold at this time. Van Dam does the, fra- the frog splash, which is second best the frog splash of all time after Montez Ford. Ford. Um, and Paul Heyman slides in the ring and says come on Rob because Paul Heyman's got that power yeah. pins Cena champion excellent elated and then the night after it or two nights after it on ECW he keeps the WWE spinner belt and gets the ECW world title aye so great like unbelievable and um, he's well did, was that your favourite match? Money, my main highlights of his career, like probably if I look at some of his ECW matches, yeah. there's ones against Jerry Lynn where he had a series of matches with Jerry Lynn at Living Dangerously. Incredible if you haven't watched them, go and give them a shout. What's your favourite of his career? What's your highlights of his career? Well, I, I actually, when I was looking at it, I, I kind of picked two, and this is where I got the information about the the European title. Mm-hmm. It was that match against Jeff? Aye, uh, 2002, I think yep, it was. Yeah, match on Raw. Um, it w- it maybe wasn't the the most amazing match he was in, but it was still still a great match. And Jeff is obviously brilliant as well. So, um, they had another match the year before, and I think I've already spoke about SummerSlam two thousand one. SummerSlam it was I two thousand and one. Did you watch it? I I've, I have seen it before. Yeah, the hardcore title ladder match. Yeah, fucking excellent. One of my favorite matches of all time. To be fair, and it's stupid to even think of that. But again, it's one of them that sticks with me for the test of time. A uh, great pair in those two. Like, oh. It was great actually watching that match back. So Raw, Raw, two thousand and two for the European title. They have an invasion match at two thousand and one as well. 
Because for the hardcore title, Jeff was the Intercontinental Champion. Is that right? Not in two thousand. Uh, aye, aye, two thousand and two. Aye, no, Jeff was the European. Van Dam was the IC because his European run disappeared. It's only minutes uh, it lasted because he. Oh, because actually that's a fact. He, he wasn't actually registered on in the, in the WWE like archives as a champion until no, I don't know when it was, but it wasn't immediately that he was in that. Anyway. No. So he wasn't registered. He wasn't recognised as a European champion for a few years anyway. Record breaker for holding the, e- the ECW TV title, Danny. How long do you think he held it for? Um, 400 days. 700 days. 700 days. That's a long time. Almost two years. 23 months. With Bill Alfonso at his side, the only reason he had to give it up was he had broke his leg. Um, so, incredible, incredible run. He was actually never ECW champion in the original run. Mm-hmm. He only became ECW champion in 2006 when it got recreated incarnated by WWE. Yeah. And he had to get stripped of the title early because he's a massive stoner. And him <laughs> and Sabu got pulled over. <laughs> ha- car was how many weed? He's actually got his own CBD. Uh, CBD? Let's see, what's it? Is it CBD? Cannabis? Cannabis? What is it? Uh, I'm not sure. Any type of oil made out of cannabis anyway. That He's actually got his own like medication. Uh, it's, like, it's like his own sort of... Herbal cannabis sort of muscle relaxing rub for people that are like cannabis athletes. oil, is it? Cannabis oil, cannabis oil, aye, that's it. Cannabis oil oh, right. that you use on your muscles. It's meant to be really, really good. Not that I would try it. Um, <laughs> first ever elimination chamber he was in. Yep. Excellent. Another fond memory of mine. He um, had problems in his first early WWE, the early part of his WWE run. Do you want to know why? I want to know why. I'm sure our listeners want to know why as well. Triple H didn't like him. There's a fucking surprise. Probably because he was better than him. Aye. Triple H buried him at every possible chance, apparently. Van Damme's not officially went on record to say uh, he doesn't. But Van Damme's so laid back that he probably says he he, he could have told him straight to his face and he probably still wouldn't have taken it in. Aye. So Van Damme, the one initially fought to put the title on him early, big gold. Triple H just kept pushing back and pushing back, as he did at that time. Um just insane like if you ever want to know who Rob Van Damme he looks like John claude Van Damme that's where the name came from at the start I legitimately thought that he, they were related yeah me or not uh, you ever seen his move that he, the, 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 the lift that he's got in the Guinness Book of Records it's an official uh, the split lift the Van Damme lift it's called when he does the splits and then pulls weights up 85 kilos well, he doesn't have the record. Some boy beat Some him. boy beat him, aye. Some aye. Russian guy beat him at like 115 aye. kilos. Aye, it was crazy. Which is absolutely tormenting your groin a bit. It's like... The, um, to touch on another match, actually, that I watched, it was uh, 2010 against Sabu. What's uh, sort of iconic about that, if you can call it iconic? Um, Sabu, is it Sabu's cousin? Is... The uncle, his uncle. Uncle, the, the original sheik that trained Van Damme. Yeah, yeah, um, that's spot on. But really what I'm trying to get at here is that the match you had against Jeff in 2002, which was class, like fully, fully action, another eight years later, he's still having the same kind of match against Sabu. In fact, it's actually a better match. Probably. If you look back at it, Sabu and Rob Van Damme 2010, it's incredible. There's some like going through ladders and stuff like that and just high-flying stuff and... They both didn't give a fuck. No, probably, they didn't have it. never had. I mean, Jeff doesn't give a fuck either. But to, to go kind of eight years later, to have such like a... And he's still, like he's still somewhat going now as well. 
he's still part time with TNA. Uh-huh. Um, he's almost fifty as well. His move set: the Van Terminator, the Van Daminator, the, the Rolling Thunder, the the split legged moonsault, the frog, like everything. Honest to God, what a move set the man had. Ah, uh, he's uh, one of a kind and. Yes. One of a kind. One of a kind. That is his nickname. And was that then? <laughs> no, it wasn't actually. That's excellent. But he is. Rob Van Dam, one of a kind, and he gets uh, many different nicknames. The whole effing show is my favourite one. Uh, Mister Monday Night, Mister Pay Per View. My favourite so far, Superstar of the Week. I, this was. I didn't really need to do much research on the guy because. Ah, uh, yeah, is one of a kind. His name says all. Rob Van Dam. So, tournament update, Danny. Intercontinental tournament update, social media going bonkers. And this is the part I was saying to you yesterday. I wanted to give our mate, or your mate, Ryan, a little shout out. <laughs> because I know who the bastard voted for. So, Ryan, this is for you. You're a bastard <laughs> for voting for HBK. Because I checked the votes. And what was his reply to you? You backstabbed me, by the way. His reply to you in the semi-final with the Intercontinental Championship tournament was the Rock's too mainstream. To which I Is that what he said? He thought it was me. He texted me saying, why are you giving me lip? Ryan, you bastard. <laughs> so just to go back, if you haven't listened to any other episodes, we started a fantasy tournament in episode one and we're now finally getting to the nitty gritty. We were going to update... The final as well today, but because we had technical issues of getting episode 3 out, we're a little bit behind. So it's actually going to be next week you will see who the championship winner is of the tournament, but we've got the results of the semi-finals here. Is it now official? The final. The final is now official. Right, so as of this point right now, as we record, I have an idea but do not officially know who is in the the final So with... Fact, who's in the other semi? Semi-final number one was... Who knew? Right, Alma Warrior versus Bret Hart. Right, well that... Yeah, okay, go for it. Bret Hart wins it. Okay. At 61% versus 39. And about two hours ago... Ryan probably voted for the bastard Bret Hart. About two hours ago, this was 4% out. Aye. When you were in the car with me and you were like, well, we've still got a couple of hours left to run, I was like, ah, it does. So, Brett's gained traction. And That's Ryan. It's not. <laughs> so, Brett Hart's the first finalist. There we go. Second semi-final was The Rock versus HBK. So we're very surprised by who actually made it all the way through. But The Rock's popularity got him through beyond any reasonable doubt. So he, he beat Jericho in the first... Uh, he beat Jericho, he beat Razor. People that have actually been better at Intercontinental Champions than he ever was. Aye, I would say so, to be fair, yeah. Um, More known as a world champion, really, yeah. Shawn Michaels versus The Rock. This one ebbed and flowed up and down. I don't actually think I know this. Shawn Michaels. Fuck's sake, man. 56% of the votes. Well, in fact, just to 125 go- votes on that one. Well... Just to go back to that point about Ryan voting HBK, it's your fault he's through, by the way. So that means, on this week, when social media, we will have it up as an anonymous vote that I will make sure that people don't even know which way it's going. God it's almighty. The Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. There's a rivalry, and this is... I didn't even look at that and think that was ever going to be a possibility the way we've done the brackets. 
I think when we first discussed it, did we think Jericho, Bret Hart maybe? We thought Jericho, final? Bret Hart, or we thought I, Jericho, I, Jeff Hardy, just because of like, the youth. I, I thought uh, I thought the Warrior, to be fair, he made it to the semi, he actually made it further than Jericho yeah. and the Honky Tonk Man. Jericho didn't go out round two. Honky Tonk Man never made it out of bed. <laughs> I was about to say, Jericho never made it out of bed. Um, so if that was to happen in real life, Danny, Bret versus Sean, again, now the last time they fought, it ended up in absolute chaos. Montreal screwjob. You actually told me something earlier on about that. Like, folk were getting decked left, right, and centre backstage after that happened. Aye, Vince McMahon was punched by Bret Hart. The Undertaker was going mental at people. He was looking for Shawn Michaels. Like, Shawn ran away. Well, Bret asked him if he knew. He says he never, then he bolted. The referee. Errol Hebner left the Done ring the and that was it as soon, as soon as he was told to apparently by the time everybody got backstage it was just literally the cleaners uh. <laughs> everybody had packed up and left by the time Brett had got back uh, everybody that knew about it we're not going to ruin that for you right because it's, a, it's again fantasy tournament but the hell of a match to really have them for the IC title which never took place I don't believe I don't maybe know. it did in a ladder match I believe I believe there were house shows in a ladder match I need to find this out because you said they had it. Well, you just said they hadn't at all. <laughs> I know, but now I'm starting to doubt myself. Brett versus Shawn Michaels for the IC title, 1992. Yep, they've had a few matches. Brett must have won it then. Ladder match as well, house show. Because if Brett was champ in 1992, it must have been before he dropped it at SummerSlam and Davy Boy. Because Brett introduced the ladder match to WWE because he was doing it in Smoky Mountain. So, fun fact for you, but that's what we've got looking forward to. See who will win. I'm going to say Sean. Uh, you have to. I mean, Bret Hart's done really well. I think he's, he potentially had the stronger votes all the way through. But People love Bret Hart. You never realise how much people genuinely love the guy. No, like, but if there's people like Ryan voting for HBK, <laughs> I just can't put up with it. I want Bret to win. I'm going to be voting Bret. Bradley's going to vote Bret. Um, Ryan, you're going to vote Bret this time. I'll get everybody to vote for Brett because I, I don't want HBK to get an R1 over him. So. so that tournament's taken off. Moving on to the next one that we will actually officially be setting up. We're going to explain the rules of this one, Danny. Yeah, so we've, we've come up with a new um, like a fantasy pay-per-view and it's to be interactive with you guys. So it's kind of like the listeners and the, the, the social media followers choice. Um, myself and Bradley are going to come up with Eight matches each for a for a pay per view, so that'll be sixteen matches to choose from overall. Only eight matches will make it over to the over to the pay per view. We'll have all the titles from the WCW Big Gold. Yep. They turned into the heavyweight title in WWE. We'll have a WWE Wing Eagle Championship match. We'll have the original Intercontinental. We'll have a tag team title. We could probably have a hardcore title in there. We could. Um, um, and we'll have a women's match in there as well. We'll have just a couple of general... Women, a women's championship match and maybe another uh, women's just mid-card match as well. So we'll both decide which matches to put in there and then it'll go out to you guys to to vote on, much like the Intercontinental uh, Championship tournament there. So we'll put out those matches, you'll vote on them, and then once we have the full card, we will then vote on 
we'll be voting those matches as well. Yeah. To to see who your champ who your chosen champions are. We'd win. Yeah, so it's gonna be like an interactive fun fantasy tournament. So I'm looking for a uh, pay per view, sorry, I'm looking forward to actually seeing what name you come up with, Annie. Yeah, we need to come up with five oh oh that's what we're gonna do as well. A name each. Random, not a name that's been used before. No, like our a, own a, creation. A random name of our own and you guys will be at the helm for choosing the name of the pay per view as well, so that'll be pretty cool. It won't have any, it won't have the word bald in it, I hope not. It, well or belt. I don't know. We're completely uh, it's completely in your hands. The only thing that we're coming up with is matches, but I'm sure you'll but it's not gonna be silly ones, it'll be really good sort of gripping matches that we have to agree on. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that actually to be honest. It'll be great interaction for for you guys that are listening and anyone that's on the social media as well. Like it's be good to get more involvement with you and then just kinda like I say, you you're in charge. We're just kinda running it. So it'll be good to see what your thoughts are and yeah. how, how it'll go. We're going on our current news now to kinda wrap up before we go on to next week's show. So current news. Um some few highlights that have came out of the the grapevine this week we have the AEW game All Elite Wrestling game will be getting announced tomorrow well I'll be getting that yes a trailer will be getting made Kenny Omega Young Bucks all the guys in AEW are big gamers mm-hmm. so they're behind a lot of what's coming uh, I know Kenny Omega's part of the creative on it I can only imagine how good this is going to be so there might be a trailer I hope there's a trailer tomorrow I know that the lead creator on it, and I just found this the other day, is, you know, Aubrey, the referee for AW, the female referee? Yeah. She worked in gaming for 10 years. I hope it's class, then. I can't wait for it, because we missed out this year. We've got stupid battlefields, or battle, battleground. Aye. Because 2K bottled it when it came to making a decent 2K... Because uh, last year's game for WWE was pants. Um, here's an idea for you. We'll actually put that on the social media this week. Best wrestling games of all time. We'll have a wee vote on that as a wee side note. Some anticipation. We'll have some reviews of the AEW. If they release a trailer, fingers crossed they do, that would be brilliant to see. Yes. I would definitely get involved. Hopefully the games looks better than their figures. <laughs> the Danny's still interested in buying. <laughs> um, I said this one year earlier on, Danny. You didn't believe me. What one? <laughs> Savio Vega the returning to the um, Survivor Series did you say not to wrestle no thanks fuck (laughs) wrestle 25 years ago he's a he's a chunky fat he's the mayor of Puerto Rico he's the mayor of Puerto Rico or something like that something stupid I'd do a better job so he's He's what shape? <laughs> I'm away. Fuck I'm done. <laughs> He's finished. Fuck's sake. Um. <laughs> Glad I can't contain himself. How bad Savio Vega is at wrestling, or being the mayor of fucking whatever he said. Or so he's going to return to Survivor Series. I think it's obviously going to be a lot of Undertaker's mates. The fuck's he mates for him for? Is he very close pals with Vega? <laughs> Why don't tell him to get a better ring attire? I don't even know if he's part of the BSK. I don't know. What's the BSK, Bradley? It's Undertaker's group. Group? <laughs> guitar group? Uh, no, no, it's guitar group. No, it's uh, no, re- reading group. Group club. <laughs> oh, what the hell does BSK stand for again? 
Bone or Bo- uh, B- Bone Street Crew. Bone Street Crew. Aye. But we're okay. Yeah. Bone Street Crew. Uh, last Undertaker's actually got BSK written tattooed on his stomach. So Savio Vega, WWE was way trying to get viewers. Aye. Um, Tony Chimmel, after twenty seven years with WWE, got released. He was the old announcer. Edge always used him for his announcing, because he always used to go crackily at saying the word superstar. You try to say superstar and be like superstar. <laughs> Uh, so WWE again going through their runny cuts, losing and chopping and letting go of people. I remember him for Sunday Night Heat and I'm not even trying to be funny. Yeah. No, he did like, do that. A fucking boring uh, He used to do the opening match, he used to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> he did it by the way. Um, Tony Khan actually said he would use Gangrel again. And who's Tony Khan? The, the owner of AEW, the owner of his dad owns Fulham. I, I know, it was more for, uh, yes, for yes. recent Canada who doesn't know anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a fun one, Danny. You've got to cover that bit. Uh, Devon Dudley's son, sons, rather, debuts a tag team this week on AW Dark. Yes. That sounds quite interesting. So Devon's two sons, TNT, Terence and Terrell, I believe their name is. Uh-huh. are going to be debuting on AEW Dark. They're not contracted there. They're just coming up, young and cup and coming, and AEW are going to give them the first big shot. Mm, that'd be quite interesting. Devon that. tweeted it saying, uh, long live the legacy, testify. Some sad news about Jake Roberts this week. No. Suffering from COPD to the stage where he's really, really, really not in best of shape now. He's still working for AEW. Do you know what I've noticed actually the last few weeks that I've seen him? He's been sitting down a lot. Mm-hmm. And kind of just like struggling about and everything. Aye. So. He says he can't speak for any longer than 20 seconds without almost passing out. Aye. Um, which is sad to see because he cut a promo at Full Gear, which was in the cover, where he was kind of saying, uh, it's, it's just that husky voice that he's Aye. got and his delivery and everything's excellent. And he's sort of talking about Archer and how he doesn't need trainers, he doesn't eat meals, he's been trying to like feed him and nothing fills him. He wants people. Aye. It's just an excellent fucking promo. Jake Roberts, if he can just keep himself on the straight and narrow, is still an asset to anybody in the wrestling business. Definitely. Davey Boy Smith Jr. WWE, AEW and New Japan are all trying to sign him now. He's already been at WWE. Mm-hmm. They released him and he's now doing what normally happens where they make a big splash in the days. Good to find. I'd like to find, to be fair, I'd like to see him back anywhere, really. More so AEW or WWE. I would oh, aye. Definitely. Just, in his dad's footsteps with WWE, but... I think WWE, actually, I would pick if I was to see him a back A big, anyway. big laddie. Aye, big, big bruiser. And finally, Vince missed Smackdown again this week. Thank fuck, because he would have fucked it up. It was <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they do much a good job of not being there either. No, no. Uh, Pritchard was in charge this week. Um, Fuck's sake, get Vince back. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know what's going on there. It seems like as the years go on, he misses more and more shows when he wouldn't miss a thing. Um, I don't know. I hope he's not ill. Nah, I don't. But I wish that. just wish that he would gently retire and just enjoy the last few years he's got and see it out and enjoy it. I, I think I read somewhere that Vince McMahon probably hasn't been at the cinema since nineteen seventy two or something like that. That kind of thing he's never actually enjoyed that sort of leisure. Because oh, yeah. that that to me is just an utter waste of life. Or just sitting in gorilla all the time. Basically, is what he's done. Eating protein bars and grinding a razor into your face every two minutes because he hates it. He can't control the facial hair growing. Uh, it's a genuine fact. <laughs> like the man's just 
literally, I don't think there's been ever a person in life that's bled their, their job so much or lived their job so no, much. No, definitely not. Cool. So that's some interesting news. Aye, in-depth news there actually, yeah, so... And to wrap up, it's actually Chris Jericho's 50th birthday this week. Happy, with champion. Happy birthday, Chris Jericho. Absolutely, just had to get that shout out there. One of my all-time favourites. The best ever... Canadian wrestler of all time. Bullshit. Who's what? better? Bret Hart. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> got to jumble the brackets up again and we'll see <laughs> so next week we've got again loads of exciting content hopefully we have an update on some more figure news in terms of what we've got NXT we'll cover some more NXT next week when hopefully we've got a bit more news on Finn Balor returning yep um, we're closer to Survivor Series we'll have, be covering the WWE World title match between Orton and Drew um, we'll have the fantasy pay-per-view we'll be covering Dynamite Yep. Loads of stuff to cover to again next another week. Another superstar of the week. Yes, another superstar of the week. Um, again, just to wrap up, thank you very much for listening and putting up with our BS for such a long period of time. And again, if you're looking for any wrestling action figures or any sort of wrestling memorabilia, be sure to check out wrestling underscore, underscore megastore underscore UK and wrestling trader for any of your needs. That's all from me. And that is all from me also. Thank you very much, Bradley. Cheers, mate. Goodbye. You've got the Bradley Mixed Dex guys, Rumble! Fuck's sake, man! <laughs>